Hey. Hi guys. What it do, boo? What's up? What's popping? How you guys doing? How's your week? How's your head? How's your hearts? How's the whole being? Yeah. I hope you guys are feeling great. I hope you guys are excited about this topic. I'm excited about this topic. It's completely aligned with um life. Yeah, life and how <laughs> things have been unfolding and just a lot of the things that have been Um, taking up space in my mind and a lot of the things I've been having to revisit recently so you know the vibes grab your snacks grab your water get ready get excited (laughs) Um, as always we'll start with our weekly and we here I feel like my week feels short because Mm -hmm. this week has definitely just been me going back to work like I'm back in that life so I've honestly just been working this whole week um I've been playing around with still waking up at 4, going to the gym, yeah. and then heading to work at 7 How's in the morning. I've been doing it. I made it. I'm work- I'm making it work. Um, even though I was late, like, 30 minutes, but that don't matter. The first, like, the most that recent one time. time. This one time. Yeah. This one time. Um, Has he said anything about that? No, they- they're, they seem, honestly, super chill about this. That's good. Like, That's she literally good. just messaged me. She was like, so where are you? Like, how are you? Yeah. I was like, I'm on my way. I'm coming in. Don't worry. Like, I'm just running late didn't say anything so i was like okay the same energy y'all gave during this interview is definitely the same energy you're still going about while i'm at work um that's exactly what i'm saying this week definitely felt though like a week of reflection Mm. and just taking an inventory of where i'm at i don't know Mm. if it's i swear it's always with this new moon where i don't sleep and my mind be like on 10 Mm. so that's where honestly my head's been at my headspace has been in my head air going in on it Mm. That's been my week. Okay. Well, from Sunday to sorry, let me grab this. From Sunday to Wednesday, I stayed in silence and stillness. I completely disconnected um, from social media, from my phone as a whole. I only used it to do my duties, which are to upload for Sprouted. Um, if you guys haven't watched the video, the recent video, get updated. Um, yeah, and other duties, but I really just spent time with uh, reconnecting with myself, trying to uh, re-meet myself as I am now, and getting to know my relationship with spirit, who I'm starting to become more comfortable calling God as I start to define what that means to me, and kind of separate it from the traumatizing spiritual up or religious upbringing and just like religion as a whole i actually just read a poem from hafiz which is this amazing fucking book that i've been reading um and he said that religion the great religions are like a a a ship and then mm-hmm. poets are like lifeboats and everyone every sane person that he's ever known has like jump it off and i thought that was fucking brilliant because poetry speaks so much more of god the true god than religion ever will um and hafiz especially bro if nothing else bro if nothing else if you get nothing else from me ever (laughs) ever please get into hafiz please get into hafiz and the usage of god will be triggering if god is a triggering thing for you um but i challenge you to dig deep and to really just hear him um he's a sufi master 
which he's Persian. So Sufism is a a type of religion or Mm -hmm. or spirituality uh, route for them. I still don't know too much about Sufism. Um, I just started learning a lot about Hafiz, and he is a brilliant, brilliant fucking brilliant (laughs) fool. But it's amazing. Yeah, it's truly gorgeous. Um, So I spent time with Hafiz and God as well those couple of those three couple of days and Mm -hmm. I cried and I held myself and I got to know things that I'm still formulating I got to see things that I'm still formulating um but when I fully understand them I will share them with you guys (laughs) (laughs) um and then I spent time at Kimba's house from I think it was Thursday to no, it was Wednesday to Thursday, because today's Friday. It was from Wednesday to Thursday. I spent time with Ayana, mm-hmm. which is always a treat. <laughs> Shout out to her. She was doing, like, birthday things for her boo, uh, which made oh, me realize yeah. <laughs> how I cannot wait <laughs> to love on someone oh, in a, like, oh. romantic way. But it's the journey. It's fine. Um, and then today, what I really want to highlight, what I've already kind of... Um, sat with today is the middle path and how important it is so if you know a pendulum like the little ball thing so if you swing it on either side it like has to keep going until it finds the the equilibrium the middle path Mm -hmm. you could think of it like that um and so so much of a lot of our a lot of our lives and especially mine i talked about this i live in extremes Mm -hmm. so i'm always on one side of the pendulum and this could be something as drastic as like when I'm not in a partnership I spend a lot of time alone to the point that it's probably unhealthy like it's Mm -hmm. it's giving hermit yeah so when I am in a partnership it borderlines codependency because I've been on this side of the pendulum so long yeah that or when I'm in a friendship that I really want to invest in it codependency it swings to the other opposite the other extreme or like eating my journey with eating or my journey with like binge eating yeah eating so much that i feel gross the opposite end is like kind of borderline starving myself for a little bit so i could feel like i you know balance out that that overeating but really neither is a balance the balance is in the middle it's whatever's in the Mm. middle so just like learning to live in the middle path learning to live where things are calm and at peace and balanced and if you think of like the eye of the storm, it's like that yeah. too, where everything around it is just chaos, but you're in the middle and nothing can touch you there. Um, and learning that the middle path is where we naturally reside and that the things that bring us to the extremes are our mind when yeah. it's not being used properly, our egos, um, limiting beliefs and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, just a lot of learning, a lot of learning, a lot of actually the thing that you sent me being my Scorpio self of like, I must transform, <laughs> I must evolve. And I do agree that that type of obsessiveness with being the next best version of myself or growing or feeling like I'm not doing enough does re-traumatize me sometimes because I'm so like, I understand the power of purification. I understand mm. the power of the fire that I do often burn myself oh, wow. and those around me in turn so and that was a really beautiful thing to kind of sit with too but yeah this week has been (laughs) one of the soul it's been very the soul i would yeah yeah i think the best way to describe this week i don't know if it's with everything going on astrologically or what but it's been a lot um another thing is i got accepted for outline achievers 
Um, I accepted them. They called me, and she was like, you can't accept now. You have to wait and think about Til it. Till Friday, right? She said a week. Oh, okay. um, but I called the very next day, and I was like, I want this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I said the same thing. Yeah. I got it, too. Yes. We- um, so, yeah. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a whole journey. I'm nervous about it, like, where taxes is involved and, involved in, like. What, what, what? Taxes for what? We are going to live in a different state, so taxes is going to be a little bit more tricky. Um, the living allowance technically is taxable. She says it's basically not, but it sounded a little like, you know how tips are taxable, yeah. but people don't actually, yeah. So it sounded kind of like that. Um, just mm. a lot of logistics and adult things that are kind of uh, making me a little nervous, um, especially because like, the only furniture that's really guaranteed is a dresser and a bed, basically. Okay. Um, and if it's furnished, it's because people lived there before mm-hmm. us. Um, and then just like finding the place that we're going to go. There's a lot of things that I'm very nervous about. And the background check, because I was in the military, and the way that I got out isn't your traditional way of getting out. Um, so there's a lot that I'm still really anxious and nervous about, but I specifically said to the universe that if I get it, I want it to be meant for me. And if I don't get it, it's not meant for me. So I'm going to continue with that. And yeah, I'm just going with it. Yeah, that's been a big thing too this week is realizing that as much as I want control, I, I don't have control. And there's this beautiful poem in Hafiz too where he talks about like have you ever thought about the fact that God already knows every single thing that you're going to go through every single thought you're going to have and something about that just makes me feel so much more at peace to know like even when it is shit (laughs) someone already knew about it so (laughs) someone got my back um so yeah there's that but without further ado uh, let's get into the topic after short word from our sponsors. Wing. Pause. Okay. We're back. So, as you may or may not know from the title, we are talking about, like, content creation, authenticity versus influence, influencer culture, and kind of just going into all of that. I thought we should start with the definitions of both authentic and influencer um so authentic is of undisputed origin genuine made or done in traditional or original ways um and then i thought it was really dope that it said genuine for that because when you think of authentic i feel like people don't really associate it with um like being genuine but it is like that is literally the the derivative of the word it's from a greek word which means principle or genuine um and then for influencer is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something the power to shape policy or ensure favorable treatment from someone a person or thing with capacity of power um and something that i thought was really cool about influence as well the derivative of the word means to flow Oh, wow. Influence means to flow. That is so interesting because I actually hate the word influencer. Me like, too. I, it bothers me. But to hear that, I kind of am like, okay, would I? Do I? But it makes still you not. Realize how fake language is, for one. And for two, the way that we kind of go off into a different path. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual meaning of influence is to flow. But when you think of the influencer, there's no. There's no 
real flow. flow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um. Is there somewhere that you specifically wanted to start with this? Or not really. I no. Do okay. you have any? Yeah, I wanted to talk about influencers. Okay. Is it toxic? Why or why not? I think it is toxic as hell. I feel like it's so toxic because. I think looking at it from people who are influencers that I like follow and stuff, it comes down to a, just a very money hungry eagerness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's toxic because one, people don't know what they're promoting, the harm in the stuff that they're promoting to the people that are following them, the content that they're creating and the trickle effect it has onto the people. But I also think they themselves as an influencer, how toxic that must be onto them of this like, constant simulation this like constant need to like continue to produce Mm -hmm. feed to produce all this content but i think just how toxic i must be on your ego and everything so overall yes major red flag i think to be an influencer doesn't have to be toxic i think something about that can be really beautiful if using if used in a way that is like you know yeah your highest good the collective highest good but i do believe the culture that we've created around being an influencer is toxic just Mm. the idea of like how you know it's taking kids for the most part it's taking kids from a very young age who have never really had to touch responsibility never had to touch a real job quote-unquote um and it's throwing them into the public eye where everyone's telling them they're great or the very opposite of that that they fucking suck Mm -hmm. um so it's like they're always living in extremes um there's a lot of flex culture a lot of greed and power that comes into play and then because it's typically such young uh, such a young demographic that's finding their way into this there isn't a lot of personal development and not a lot of um knowing oneself and i feel like we talked about this in one of our podcasts recently about how the 20s is really about finding Mm, yourself and knowing yourself and discovering yourself and to make mistakes and to have to be on that journey in the public eye can get really problematic really fast um yeah and so i do think that the the culture that we created has become very toxic but i feel like there is still a possibility there's still a potential for it to be a more positive thing i can see that happening at least with everybody now wanting to deem down on what's going on in social media and Mm. facebook and the life and what's promoting because now they're seeing what's going on with the youth and stuff so Mm. fingers crossed and hopefully we win this battle and things get a little bit better i think so i think we will um do you think the culture of la changed people because like when you think of influencer what is the thing that you automatically associate you always have to be in la like i feel like everybody this dream of yeah we got to be in la like la's the place to be if you want to be xyb famous hollywood sign anything related to it Mm -hmm. and i think it did i feel like it created this like visionary in some people's minds of like ooh, like i gotta be there i gotta do this or i gotta act a certain way or be like a west coast kind of person in Mm -hmm. a way you know adopt a whole new persona Mm -hmm. i don't know if that would be bad though because i actually love la so (laughs) yeah i've never been to la but I do think it's really interesting how it seems like everyone that hits a certain amount of subscribers, or most people, when they hit a certain amount of subscribers, they either go to L.A., to Hawaii, which is 
are problematic in and of itself. Yeah. Or, like, some of the other big-known places. New York has a great, like, culture there um, growing. And you see some sprinkled in Texas, too, but that's not as big as, like, L.A. or New York Mm -hmm. or Hawaii. Um, But I do think that people start to change once they're there, which I think is a lot of peer pressure, a lot of flex culture, which I do want to get into. And also, I think the energy there, like, speaking energetically, is... Um, I think it has a big impact and influence on how people start to change. Yeah. Because if you think of the history of LA and like Hollywood specifically, like I don't yeah. know if you've ever gone down the rabbit hole. I don't think so, no. Don't. <laughs> don't. I mean, do, but don't. Um, Hollywood has a very problematic, very toxic, scary um, history and a lot of um, scary... Um, conspiracy theories about it oh sure so if you just think of all of that energy just in that one place with their big ass population (laughs) under that sun just (laughs) um i think it makes a lot of sense that you know people go there and they start to change a little bit yeah and they start to lose their hashtag relatability or whatever um (laughs) they just all become superficial and just out here fake until they make it that's what i heard yeah unfortunately that does seem to be the trend um i think la could be really helpful like there's i don't think there's a problem with la in and of itself necessarily um i do think that the energy can be really impactful but i can also see the flip side of you know there's a lot of agents there there's a lot of possibilities there yeah. are opportunities you are in the sun all the time and the sun just breeds so much creativity mm-hmm. and energy so there's you know it's not just like la is terrible or anything like that i'm not trying to bash on it um and also it is very helpful to move there if you do want to be an actor or whatever whatever like there's just so much there yeah so i can understand why people gravitate towards there but it just um does seem to become a very problematic at some point but talking about la i feel like it only is natural to go into flex culture flex culture just like we're putting shit on and flexing all year let us know oh actually i wrote down the definition of flex culture flex culture is about being seen with goods that are known to be expensive to show that you can afford them do you want to talk about flex culture oh it makes me sick it makes me so sick because now i feel like all i see on instagram is everybody in their flex culture like it's like a clone like everybody is a clone or something and i mean they're doing what they were made to do i don't know like i just feel like this is showing me how people value the material world we live in Mm -hmm. to the point where their whole ego is identified by something that they can simply afford to wear yeah and it to me is i don't want to say sad but it just shows the sense of how much we're how much the society is not in tune with themselves and Mm -hmm. still very much relying on outside stuff for gratification um yeah that should just be it makes me sick I think the crazy thing about flex culture is it's like high school. It's like a peer pressure. Oh my god, that's what this feels like, yeah. It's like peer pressure to conform. Like, do you remember, I was watching this one video and it brought this up and it was like triggering. Do you remember Uggs? Yeah. And Fugs? Yeah. Yo, I don't know if y'all know about this, but back in high school in our days, in the olden days. (laughs) In the olden days. (laughs) You had to like, especially... I went to a predominantly white school, so you know the girlies too 
Uggs had them in a chokehold. Uggs and their moccasins. Ooh, the, yes. The yoga, um... um the little yoga legging pants. Yeah. Gotta be by pink, yeah. With with a thong, specifically. Yo, choke had the girlies couldn't breathe couldn't breathe for a second um and so like the whole thing was you if you didn't have real uggs they were you got made fun of they were fugs or if you didn't have real anything in high school it was immediately caught yeah spoken about loudly and embarrassingly um so that that feels like flex culture to me and it's crazy because like we ain't in high school anymore for the most part um we're not influencers are i know but still looking at like how our whole social media is played out like something we lived four years five plus years ago now we're literally living it virtually is is sad that's sad to say it's pretty interesting (laughs) um i think another thing about flex culture that has to be talked about i think at some point flex culture becomes a little bit of entitlement like i think people who partake in flex culture start to become a little entitled um and i get it i get it especially if you're young and you got all these subscribers and you're getting boatloads of money and Mm. the average kid your age or person your age um don't have millions or however much like you start to feel you probably start to feel and also like remembering that a lot of these people go into communities where they're only surrounded by other people like them so they're only seeing the same things just people reaffirming their ways of being thinking living um there's not much differentness to challenge them on their day-to-day yeah um so you start to believe in the delusion you start i was to gonna believe, say you're literally living yeah. in a delusional world <laughs> and so you start to become a little entitled you start to feel yeah. like i deserve this like i simply i deserve it and I do think that we all deserve to live an abundant life, a successful life, a happy life, a fulfilled life. Do I think that means that you deserve to have Gucci, Fendi, Prada, whatever? <sighs> no, <laughs> I don't think that means that because I just simply don't think that is what success and abundance is. No. I think that's someone's idea of success and abundance, but I'm not, I don't subscribe to the belief that that's actual success and abundance. Um, so there starts to become a little bit of entitlement in the flex culture and influencer culture that I've noticed. Yeah, and I don't seem to blame them, honestly. No, I feel like absolutely it's not. You're playing a part of it or you're aiding you're in your little part. delusion, yeah. But Yeah. Especially because like when imagine like you're let's say you're, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. your account blows up overnight, like you're an it girl now. What do you have in a in a world that's still so new influencer yeah. even though like it seems like everyone and their mama want to be an influencer or are like it's still a really really new world mm-hmm. new type of career path you still it's really difficult to describe it to people like old older people older generations still don't really understand it you know so what do you really have to base off of like what your path should look like or what you should be doing mm-hmm. you have the people that did it before you the jenna Mo- mojos the the james charles the freaking jeffree stars you know like you have those people who have kind of paved the path liza koshi who have paved the path and you're kind of going to use that to help guide you because it's such a new field a new career and so it makes sense that you know you might find yourself doing some of the same things using drama (laughs) and stuff like that um (laughs) scandals and stuff like that uh because it's what you it's what you have to go off of yep it's the algorithm just falling into this the pre-programmed yeah so it's definitely it's not 
anyone's fault in no. particular. Like, especially even the people that kind of created the, the you know, the path. It's yeah. not their fault either because some at some point they were new. There was a group mm. that had to do it for the first time and it was all new. And so they kind of had to pick up as they went along and so mistakes were made. And that's fine. Like, it's no one's fault in particular. I think a sick society, a sick culture, a higher culture, bigger culture, yeah. breeds other things that resemble mm. it <laughs> yes and that's what sales. this is here yeah um is there anything else you wanted to chime in on before i went to the next point no okay uh, i wanted to talk about how i wanted to talk about the shift in influencer wealth in relation to the pandemic how like the how much they were getting paid gone up or yeah or gone down so some people yeah were getting paid more yeah the pandemic but also like there was just a big shift in like the general public finding out about the influencer well and having more of a problem with it during the pandemic Mm. So, like, there was a part of the pandemic, especially when people were, like, going, still traveling and yeah. stuff like that. Like, some of the influencers still traveling during the pandemic that highlighted how much they made, especially because the pandemic was such a financial hardship for mm-hmm. the average American or average person, period. Yeah. Um, And then there was uh the whole debacle with, um I think it was Kim K, the Kardashian family, like, going on an island. And yeah. then, of course, because everyone was bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, <laughs> you saw all these, like, rise in influ- newer influencers and um, TikTokers and stuff like that. And so there was, like, a level of people making money off of other people's suffering. Mm. Um, and so that became a whole thing. See, I feel like I may have missed this, but I definitely feel like I've seen it played out when mm-hmm. the pandemic was big or is somewhat still happening, but not really happening. Yeah. I think ask that question one more time so i can see what it is that you're asking just talking about the wealth of influencers during the pandemic and how that really became highlighted and became a problem i don't know if i would necessarily say it's a problem Mm -hmm. i think what it definitely highlighted or touched on is just how our whole system's flawed Mm. or how our our system's moving or how things are moving in the sense that we don't need to be able to we don't create money or get money by clocking in simply from a nine to five Mm -hmm. and that doesn't stop us there i think that's what definitely highlighted this whole thing here so you feel like that it was less for you it was less of like a focus on what the influencers were doing and more focus on the new avenues of making money for that yeah person. because i think that's that's when it highlighted for me i was like holy shit like i don't need to be going to work all mm-hmm. the time like i can make money by posting something on social media or mm-hmm. by getting amount some of followers or by doing this this and this because i feel like that's what was going on at that time everybody was starting new projects mm-hmm. everybody was like fuck a nine to five fuck this company if they're not gonna give me what i'm gonna get or what i want or what i deserve i'm starting a business like that's where i feel like everybody was tapping into that entrepreneur energy so Mm -hmm. i feel like i didn't see it as taking people's pains and sufferings and marketizing it It definitely seemed of yeah monetizing it it definitely seemed more of like a holy shit like you're able to travel and you get views for that and you're getting paid for that let me try something that resonates with me in a way that i can do this Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what this pandemic has highlighted is ways to make money, ways that we can put ourselves out there. And I think creating more of that community aspect with these influencers, which I think is the good that you brought up. So, 
that's kind of how I see. I don't see the necessarily bad parts in it, but. That's interesting because the perspective that I felt like I saw the most during the pandemic was people that made money off of the suffering of others, i.e. the most notable Jeff Bezos, um, who probably made the most amount of money out of every single person, literally in all of America, um, during the pandemic. Um, and then, like, influencers traveling despite there being, like, bans and, like, posting about it. Yeah. So it was less of, like, oh, I'm traveling to escape this. I'm less of, like, I'm traveling for my mental health. More of I'm still traveling even though there's a pandemic. I'm still traveling even though this is putting a lot of people at risk. And so I saw a lot of that, a mm-hmm. lot of anger about that. And then just, like, of course, them making a lot more money and there being a lot more influencers. Yeah. Because people were turning towards social media in their times of loneliness, despair. Mm. And using it, you know, the way that they still do as yeah. numbing, as distraction. And then, like, that becoming a whole thing. So I didn't really see it the way that you are talking about, which I appreciate, though, because I appreciate the broadening of perspective. Like, no, it's not just that. It's also people looked at this and said oh this is another way of creating wealth for myself in a way that's more freeing than the nine to five that isn't taking care of me right yeah now. i mean i still see like the point you just brought up too because i feel like that was definitely a big thing was with the traveling like i feel like that's yeah. the most negative thing that i can think of is that everybody was just like we're in this together why the fuck are you traveling and putting us at risk you know yeah. that definitely i remember was a huge thing but mm-hmm. i can see both ends to it honestly truly yeah same same and that's okay. Like, I, I think all things have a yin and a yang, so. Mm-hmm. There's that. Um, did you want to talk about the struggling, the struggles of growing following and clients and all of that while remaining authentic? Ugh. Yeah. I feel like that's so challenging. Yes. I feel like when I think about this topic, for some reason, it made me think about how I first got introduced to this. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like it was sometime last year in the summertime where I was working with a startup to, mm-hmm. you know, create content, create, manage these accounts. And yeah. it felt fun at first because I didn't have, I was behind the scenes. Nobody knew who I was mm-hmm. besides just a creator. So like that part felt fun. Mm-hmm. Then it became boring when I had to follow an algorithm and oh, follow yeah. likes and have to sit here and play to everybody else's point of view and what they're liking and what they're clicking yeah then when i was like okay you know what let me try this with my wellness page and see maybe if i have more fun creating content yeah that's more towards my likes i don't think so it doesn't feel fun because i feel like when i look at both of my pages on instagram i feel like i'm splitting myself yeah like i feel like i have to be like completely like gold green wellness hippy dippy to being completely like this is how I want people to kind of see me on social media because I'm still fighting this narrative of what my social media page should look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I have this yeah. line split. And it's been really annoying because when I go and post like pictures of food, to me it feels authentic because it's literally my fat ass like taking a picture before I'm about mm-hmm. to eat. When mm-hmm. people are probably like, we gotta make it look cute. Like, hold on. To me, like, it doesn't oh, feel real anymore because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm doing the most. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing the most just so you can like it. No. Like, I'm ready to eat this, and I need to know if it tastes good or not. Like, yeah. that's, that's how I am with it. And I think the same thing with what I'm posting on my page before. I remember, I used to, like, have to literally be like, is this a good picture? Like, is this good? Like, yeah, how does this yeah. look? Like, the sense of approval before I post it to yeah. get more of that approval. But... I think it's been really challenging to be authentic or I don't know. I feel like it's yes and no, because I think that's what 
there's a shift happening now mm-hmm. is people are wanting to like authenticity yeah they want that authenticity they want to build community of people that are like-minded or you being so different and unique in owning that and expressing that mm-hmm. just aids in the community and people being able to do that as well so do you think that there is such thing as being authentic anymore like let me explain on that um because we've had people creating and inventing and doing new things for so long do you think there's a such thing as doing a new thing now do you think it's possible no i don't think so i think we all just tap into this like universal knowledge and take it with our own spin based off how our like our whole soul is interpreting it i don't know Mm -hmm. that's how i kind of feel like it but i feel like it's things being done in a different way with our new tools and this new era Mm -hmm. new world we live in Mm. yeah i feel you I feel like I, I strongly agree it is really it's really difficult to generate a following, to generate um something that's monetizable mm-hmm. um while remaining authentic. Because like this is so new and it's just now becoming a topic of conversation, like yeah. we're tired of seeing the same shit. Um because it's so new that there it really realistically no one has really made such a big change in it that you can be fully authentic and still see a positive result there's a algorithm there's a a way of doing things that work Mm -hmm. and to subscribe to it means that you will see results it also means that you'll probably end up generating a community that doesn't fully align with your authentic self so it's really difficult to remain authentic and to see success through that. But I do think it's more fruitful to do that. I agree with like having that struggle that struggle with my own like pages, like with my Instagram is this idea of like oh, how much do I want to share of myself? How much can I share with you guys while remaining authentic and keeping a sense of um privacy or keeping a part of myself to me only? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with TikTok, like I deleted, I deactivated my account and then reactivated it, reactivated it because I was like, and this has been a constant struggle with me and TikTok. I'm telling you the, the (laughs) chokehold TikTok has over me is fucking astronomical. Like I, it's actually mind blowing. Um, but I decided to try a new approach. Mm. TikTok got me in the chokehold. I'm like, all right compromise bitch like let's compromise <laughs> god damn it um and so i decided that because i truly dislike the toxicity of tiktok and i think it's the most toxic um social media account and algorithm that exists currently yes um, currently mm-hmm. currently um because it's so good at doing what it does it is so good at doing what it does and what it does we all know at this point is taking as much as your your focus as possible how long can i keep you on this app how long can i keep your focus because at the end of the day your focus can be trans transmuted into money it can be transmuted into money for someone um and so my fight with tiktok now is how do i be on this app while conforming to the niche while doing it in a way that's authentic to me and Mm. gives value to others because at the end of the day, I want to be of service to others on yeah. this planet. I want to do that. And so I decided, um, I think it came to me while I was journaling, actually. I started a while ago this thing of, like, hear me out, hear me out. And it was this little series that they started to do where I would start like that. And then I'd go into something that was really 
important to me Mm -hmm. typically around like self-love spirituality stuff like that yeah and so i decided now that i will try to approach tiktok with only that type of content so it fits within a niche it'll be consistent so there's that um but it's still authentic to me because it's the lessons that i'm learning in the ways that i'm approaching life and it'll continue to evolve and grow as i continue to evolve and grow um so that's been my new fight with fight with that um because tiktok be winning tiktok be winning <laughs> they be winning it'd be like at this point the it don't got me yet nope mama i'm staying away from me tiktok is like a hundred i'm on one you feel me like so i feel you it's been a, it's been a struggle i feel like with instagram i am trying to pull myself away from needing validation on it um so i did disable my like counts and stuff but i think i, think I yeah i think i'm gonna disable my comments I think I'm going to disable my comments and disable the ability to comment on my stories. Okay. Because I, at the end of the day, I don't like being perceived. Like, I don't, because at the end of the day, your perception says nothing about me and everything about how you feel about me in that moment in relation to how you feel about yourself. So if you're like, this person said something stupid, it's typically because it goes against like a limited belief of yours or a belief of your or core value of yours. If you're like, this person's be- beautiful, it's because you're relating me to how beautiful you think. The- so you're relating me to the beauty standard in your head and how close or far I am to that. And so like at the end of the day, I just don't want to be perceived, but I still want to be a part of this world and this community. But just not in the ways that I have been because it hasn't been healthy and it hasn't been helping my my self-love journey or like it just hasn't been beneficial. Yeah. And and I hate how we have to keep doing this like I'll take a break and then I'll jump back in. Take a break and yeah. jump back in. Like it just I don't doesn't think feel there's a problem with that though. There's it's not it, it is it's not cuz it's like how realist I don't think there's a problem with it at all. I think it's to like me it just that- bothers me because it's like why do we always have to have just this constant break and put on pause in it's our like lives? Else. Like I know that's what I'm saying. Healthy. Yeah. So it's like that. Okay, see now you hit me with that. I'm overthinking like well motherfuckers want to go on breaks and like no, run away good. in relationships or like even in their life or work, you know, like take a quick break because life's so stressful. But I can see how it's good, but it's just like I think breaks breaks are really, really healthy. It's like when you're working out the day that you take a rest gives your body the time to soak in the nutrients. Okay. So if you take a it break is. with social media, it's the same thing. It is. Um, just finding, finding health and boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. Just finding a freaking balance is the tea. That's the tea. Ugh, yeah. Also, another thing that I'm battling with, like, social media is, while we're on the topic, is this idea of comparison. And I get that comparison is, to some extent, kind of ingrained within our like primal parts of our brain Mm -hmm. but i just it's not fun when i'm really content with myself and my life and then i go on social media and i'm like i'm not doing enough um so that's a whole nother thing of social media but that's (laughs) a different (laughs) different beast of its own actually i wrote down that social media is the beast that's never satisfied or satiated it's not and that's why Mm -hmm. i I hate going on it now like i really don't find joy in going on social media anymore (laughs) and it's so annoying because one i feel like every time i go on it there's just like this mental voice in my like this background voice in my head that's like so are you doing this because one you don't have nothing else to do like being on the train and you're just scrolling or Mm. awkward moment in a conversation and you're just like conversation's dead it's time to scroll yes why are we looking on this like why do i need more cookie and brownie recipes and i have a whole folder saved of them like why is it that i need to be continue to be overstimulated Mm -hmm. by this same shit like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like this like i don't like it anymore no same (laughs) 
same. Like, Respect. what? When I leave to Colorado, I'm done. I'm off this for a whole year. I'm not. I'm done. Like, I'm gone for a year. Um, anything else you wanted to add to this portion in your notes? No. We covered everything in your notes? Girl, yeah. This okay. to me was like, I wanted it to be a conversation just to see where we're at. Because I feel like it's since it's a nuance. Like, we should yeah. talk about this. See where people's heads are at. Like, what's going on. Like, yeah, it's still fairly new. But it's just like, let's look at this because this is quite... This is causing a lot on the negative side to the youth and those coming up and those now. But then there's still pros because I think it's changing our work dynamic and what work means and how it looks. So mm-hmm. I think another really interesting thing is that social media, because it's so new, we still don't know the long term effects. Oh, yeah. No, we don't. And that We won't know until we're in our older ages and yeah. the studies have enough like data to really have conclusive results. And then at that point, we'll know how it either benefited us or fucked us up or both. <laughs> well, see, we're gonna find out because yeah, they're already yeah. saying that TikTok's playing with their people's focus. Fifteen seconds. Oh now. yeah, I heard that. I heard that, and I saw. I got an email about, um, like TikTok. A TikTok trend got like really dangerous for people or something what like the that. Fuck? I don't know. I didn't look into it, but yeah. Um. So I wanted to go into what I labeled as Chapter Two. Um. Mm. And first, I wanted to talk about happiness versus success. Happiness versus success. Wow. I saw a clip of Jay Shetty talking recently, and he said that the the path to happiness and the path to success are two different paths. And how you get to success will not be how you get to happiness and vice versa. And success will not bring you happiness because they are two different paths. So I wanted to hear, like, your ideas on happiness versus success. Just anywhere you wanted to go with that. Whatever's coming up for you. I feel like this is something I've been trying to unpack and, like, get myself now that I'm thinking about, like, my goals, what it is I want to do in my life, you know, long-term, what I'm working towards, and asking myself if it's, like, ego-driven for success so that Mm. I can say I accomplished those things and I am successful now, or is it that these things are aligned with me and... No, they're not going to bring me happiness, but it just brings me happiness and joy to be engaging and putting my energy out in those areas Mm -hmm. of focus Um, is kind of like where I'm at and how I've been thinking about this and trying to really break it down. I agree with the like how you shared with what Jay said because yeah. I feel like it it's <laughs> Jay? Jay yeah because he's our buddy <laughs> like what he said so because I feel like it's there's it, those two can be put together yeah. I don't think they are like I don't think being happy will bring you success or success will bring you happy I don't think they can they don't do that it's yeah. not how it is it's definitely a journey that's two different roads for sure. Yeah. So there's this beautiful um, proverb of a monk who's talking to their student. And the student basically said, like, he, it's about core values and what yeah. you want out of life. And the person goes to the monk and, and says, like, no, the monk asks, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want out of life? And the person's like, fame, success, money. And the monk says, okay, go do it. Because once you reach that, you'll realize your real reason for being here is service to others. Mm. And I think it's exactly that. Like, if right now you're feeling like you need material wealth, material success, um, if you feel like you need the fame, if you feel like all of those things are calling to you, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Do it. Because when you do do it, you'll find that the real reason that you're here is for the service of others. And actually, there's Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. If anything about the idea of success versus happiness intrigues you 
or if you have questions about it, or if you're trying to find your own middle path. Haha, <laughs> you let go. Okay, if you're trying to find your own middle path between those, I highly recommend this freaking book for so many reasons, but especially for that. And I wanted to highlight some parts that I thought really spoke to this, um, and hopefully it makes you get the book. I got it. I got to start reading it. Yes. You see how y'all are working this up. Um, this quote, it is impossible to build one's own happiness on the unhappiness of others. It is impossible to build one, sorry, one's own happiness on the unhappiness of others. In The Alchemist, the same thing is said in a different way. It says every person who, like, is interfering with someone's personal legend never reaches their own your Mm. personal legend could be um synonymous to purpose or fulfillment um so every time you're interfering with someone else's fulfillment and happiness and purpose you'll never reach your own Mm -hmm. and everything on the face of the earth have their own personal legend their own purpose um and i think that's really important to highlight because there's such a big um known wide known like widespread like um thing that's said that it's like um in order to make money you have to solve a problem that someone yeah has. and the amount of money you make is in direct relation of how many people's problems you can solve mm-hmm. mm. there's a dark side to that for example jeff bezos yes i'm bringing that ass right back into this conversation i have a lot of problems with him um he has a re- ridiculous amount of money and if you ever want to just understand how much money he has there's a video that shows the difference between million and billion using rice grains of rice and that shit will trip you up because my guy's in the trillions um so if you ever want to you know look into that so he has a lot of money for why because he's been able to solve a problem that people have now People can have problems Mm -hmm. based off of not wanting to be outside of their comfort zone. Okay. The problem that Jeff Bezos solves is instant gratification. People want things instantly. They want things easily. Mm -hmm. Is that solving a problem technically? No. Yes, but technically, yes. But but in the larger scale, in deep, deep, no, no, it's not. Because you're keeping people in their comfort zone. You're keeping people in this idea that you know, life is supposed to be this quick mm-hmm. and this easy. And if I don't get it this quick or this easy, I don't want it. And that's that's the, that's the dark side of that, that whole knowledge that's being set out there. Yes, there are problems that you can solve and it will give you money. But at the end of the day, that those problems that you're solving, mm-hmm. people need those problems in order to grow, in order to evolve. People need a certain amount of discomfort in their life in order to grow, in order to evolve. So just remembering that it is impossible to get your happiness off of the unhappiness of others. Jeff Bezos has created a lot of unhappiness in a lot of people, especially his workers. Um, they so want a union now. I'm just saying, like, karma is for a reason. And I don't mean karma in the petty way of, like, karma's a bit, blah, blah, blah. It's just the simple fact. It's a universal law. The energy you put back, you will get back. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, the energy you put out, you will get back. So just remember that. And that's... Child. Anyway, so... Moving on to my next point. Jim Carrey once said, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of. 
so they can see that it's not the answer. And so that brings us back to happiness versus success. The journey to success. I think the journey to success can be literally anything. I think nothing is impossible. I think it really just, it really boils down to your self-discipline, how bad you want it, and how hard you're honestly ready to work for it. Yeah. And of course, there's smaller things, or not smaller things, but other dimensions like your limiting beliefs that can block you. And, you know, if you use manifestation, if you use law of attraction, all of these type of things. But I think success is something that's very easily accessible, very easily achievable. Happiness, on the other hand... That's work. To maintain that? Like, if you're successful, kudos to you. If you feel successful, I'm so happy for you. But do you feel happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? In yourself. Yeah. There's actually another video of Jay Shetty where he, like, talks to one of his monk uh, mentors and, like, tries to tell him of all his achievements and all the things he's done. And the monk just doesn't care. And not because he doesn't care about Jay Shetty, but what he says is, um, he says something like, "I all I care about is the the price of your soul or the value mm. of your soul. Something along the lines of that, which is really beautiful. Because at the end of the day, all of the, the material wealth and successes, you don't get to take with you. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's all something we just made up and it's not real. What mm-hmm. is real is your inner well-being and how you feel on the day to day. And if you could go to sleep with yourself and if you yes. leave every single day feeling as though you made it a better place there's actually a quote from the dalai lama that says um if you could help then like if you're if you can help people then help them but if you can't then at least don't hurt them mm. and i think happiness is deeply connected with seva selfless service yeah um with your ability to add value into this world i think it's deeply connected with your ability to detach from assumptions and um like your perception of things and your ability to be present with each and every moment and releasing every other moment that's not in that moment and i think your ability to be happy is also deeply deeply intertwined with your ability to choose unconditional happiness Mm, and unconditional happiness sounds real fucking impossible but it's Uh. literally not and let me tell you how if someone if you're married with someone and they divorce you you have a choice to be deeply hurt about it yeah deeply fucking torn about it or you have a choice to still be happy regardless unconditional happiness says that you choose happiness no matter the circumstances if someone dies, which people will die in your life. Because they do. Yeah, you have a choice to choose unconditional happiness or to choose deep wallowing gr- grief. And that's not to say to not grieve, and that's not to say to not heal, and that's not to say to not feel all of your emotions. It's to say, allow those things to pass through you so you can come back to your natural state, mm. which is unconditional happiness. I think the journey, the main difference between the journey to happiness and success is that happiness, it takes a certain amount of, it takes a certain amount of faith and trust in yourself and the universe and the higher power Mm. and that success, the journey to success does it. Yeah, I can see that. I would agree. Yeah, because I think journey to, like, success is more of just that commitment and the determination 
to seeing your end goal, you know, yeah. to working towards those things that are tangible. This is more, I think, like an internal journey of just seeing things differently, which is just, I think, an internal battle of, you know, going back and forth with your ego, with yourself and mm-hmm. just not getting so attached, but just allowing life to attached. play, yeah. play out. And remembering that you're not your experiences. You're no. not your emotions. These are just moments, yeah. Yeah, just... you're not your thoughts. Oof, you are not your thoughts. <laughs> you are not your thoughts. Like, what yeah. are you? I literally kept seeing that because it was like, if you're not this body, if you're not your thoughts, if you're not your mind, what are you? What are you? What are you? I'm asking you. I told myself, I was like, I'm a being. An internal light being that just gets to live eternalistly in the ethers of life and just here to experience it on are so many light? different levels. Maybe I'm ethers. So, have you ever heard of um, object-subject relation? No. So, we are an object. Or, no, how's it go? It's everything that we can, perce- we can perceive we're not. Okay. So, I can perceive this. Yeah. Because I'm not this. Mm-hmm. So, if I can perceive my thoughts, I'm not my thoughts because I'm perceiving it. If yeah. I can perceive my emotions, I'm not my emotions because I can perceive it. Mm-hmm. So, what can't you perceive? What are you if not those other things? Ethers. I can't perceive ethers, right? Because ethers... What, is, what do you... Yeah, I think ethers is, like, everything in the middle, like, right now in this room. Like, in the ethers. I think what we can't perceive is the awareness. But can't you, though? Like, when you're... No, you can't. You can have argument, the thought that I'm being aware. Yeah, I was going to say, because then that's that. Because even when you're just there and it's that moment of awareness and you're just connected, that's you just being. being. There. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's who we are. I think we're awareness. Awareness. I think we're the objective observer within. I think so. But that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful question to meditate on. Who are you? What are you? Who are you? What? Where? Yeah. Yeah. And get away from I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. All these everything's that fall into society and everything yeah. they you hold so near and dear to your ego and they Keep you stripping. are literally stripping away mm-hmm. and trying to understand what is true and near to, dear to your fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um I also wanted to talk about anything else you want to talk about? No. Happiness versus okay. Um ending the use of influencers as mentors and besties. Ending in life of influencers as mentors and besties. Ending the use of influencers as mentors and besties, yeah. I don't... What do you think? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What's coming up? I'm mixed and I'm torn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I feel like... I think of a few influencers, right? Mm-hmm. And the way I think about them... Not really mentors because, like, to me, a mentor is what I have now with, like, the lady that's here on this yoga journey with me. Mm-hmm. I think of them more as, um, like, someone I would probably put on a vision board in a mm-hmm. way. So, like, they, I'm looking up to them and I want some sense of guidance, but maybe it's more of... So, like, they're a role model. They're more of a role model, less mm-hmm. than a mentor. Now, bestie energy, don't get me wrong. I feel like you definitely make lots of friends on social media that you probably would have never met in real life, nor do you have the chance to. I'm not talking about parasocial relationships. I'm talking about using influencers, not just regular people that you come across. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't, bestie energy, I don't see that. But like, I can definitely see role model energy, like, 
using them as like inspiration you know getting there to those goals and dreams or whatever but like i don't think they can be bestie energies i don't know so for so most people that have that are influencers they find that their following is young their demographic is really young i'm talking about teenagers and or preteens yeah and i feel like that's because for a lot of these people they're using influencers as besties and there's actually a manipulation a subtle manipulation that goes along with being an influencer specifically i'm thinking about youtube where they have a gang they make a group and then oh they my make god yeah okay and then people that come across it feel like they're part of it they feel like they're part of something they feel like they have a community of oh my god yes that they may not have in their day-to-day life yeah and i think there's and of course we talked about there's two sides to everything so there's a lot of positive in that and mm-hmm. there's a lot of positive in being able to use someone i've never met before like jay shetty or yeah. as a mentor but mm-hmm. the other side of that is are you still seeking in-person mentorship are you still seeking mm. a community in the real life the tangible yeah. the around you not real life but uh, around you like are you still seeking friends are you still seeking a community or has your only safe haven, your only way of getting advice mm. and guidance become completely attached to your technology? Mm. That's my idea with that. No, I can see that. And I, I I feel like it's so problematic because I didn't think about it like that. But I feel like that's what I'm seeing. You know, like my sister, she's 12. So I think she's mm. in that age range where that's definitely a big thing. Because it was like James Charles, like da 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 like the TikTok and the fan house or whatever it's called. And, like, they become so, like, if that's their life. Like, that's their crew. So, to me, it becomes more of, like, what's not happening. What is missing in their real life Mm -hmm. that they're using this as an escape goal, you know? But then again, it's like, aren't we all in seek of community when we go on to these things? Or, like, that's what this is for. That's the void that people are trying to marketize on. So, I think that, yes, it could be a tool in which you reach a community that you probably can't get within your neighborhood. Yeah. But when you're using that as your sole community, your only community, I think that's when it starts to become problematic. Or when you're using them as your only mentors. Yeah. That becomes problematic. Um. So just still finding that balance, that middle ground the of ba- the middle path, baby, the middle path. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think ultimately this is just this is the decision that you have to make. Love, purpose, passion, or money, influence, and power. Mm. Both can get you freedom. I'm gonna say it again. Both can get you freedom. They sure can. But the path is yours. Um, and what you sacrifice on that journey is yours to yes. figure out too. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But that's the ultimate question, and that's yeah. what you guys get to sit with on the day that this com- this casual Sunday that it comes out. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it, y'all. Make sure you get this book, bro. Yes, get the book. I'm telling you. Write There's down the questions. Great. Um, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. There's also great, uh, like, activities. Uh, like, so he doesn't just give you a whole bunch of, like, really dope shit and tell you to, like, sit with it by yourself. He guides you ah, on how to, like, yeah, okay. integrate what you're learning and implement it into your life. It's really fucking beautiful. One of my favorite ones is a meditation of 
um, what are you scared of? Mm. And essentially, you just corner your mind. And you do it lovingly. You do it with patience. But you essentially sit with yourself and you yeah. meditate on what you're scared of. And your mind's going to create all of these quick and easy answers of what you're scared of. But when you continue to, okay, thank you, ask again, what are you scared of? And every single time you go deeper into your subconscious and you find the root fear. Um, so there's things like that. Really fucking powerful and beautiful. I'm ready so. to get into it. Yes. Yeah, but that's all I have for you. That's all I have for you today, too. Yeah, so send me love, send me light. Enjoy. Thank you. See you next time. Bye.